0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Are those things that will enhance our lives making us we understand that those things that keep us bound keep us worried, keep us out of position of accepting and living our full destiny and purpose are not our reality And it is a great day today, everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on this beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful Tuesday morning as we begin to share and have some moments of conversation. Of course, I am Marianne Afua, and I'm awaiting my co host Brother Guru, but today's show will be an abbreviated show because I misscheduled something. So I apologize, but I didn't want to cancel the show because it's important to be consistent. It's important to stay dedicated to that which you believe in and honor that which you have gratitude for. And I am grateful for this program and all of you that have taken time out for the last three, four years, I think, 2009, this is 2013. Four years of coming out, sharing with me, and listening with me, and talking with me, and laughing, and giving me your encouragement. So I have to do this program this morning, but it will be an abbreviated program. I'm going to try to stretch it out close to an hour if I can. Um, I'm running a little late, but we'll get it in, and we're going to have our make our points and make it known. So a couple of things before we get going. I wanted to remind everyone and thank everyone who joined me last week, Thursday, for the uh, Oh, my goodness, success call that we did, success webinar, raising the bar for a success webinar that we did on June 6th. And wanted to thank everybody for coming out. I know we had a few technical difficulties. It was my first um, adventure doing a webinar, but it worked out. Once we got it going, we had a great turnout, and I'm so honored. And just want to remind everyone that, yeah, I did, you have until the – The first week in July, so actually the 7th of July, so one month from the tele-seminar to get that discounted rate, and then it goes up um, for you for that uh, mastermind that we're going to be doing in August. So keep that abreast. All right, so let's get down to business. Today I'm talking about reflections. Today we're talking about how we can become more of who we are. Today I sent out a message, and the message that I sent out was simply this. It was that we were going to talk about what we're grateful for. What are we grateful for, and how are we grateful? Um, even for those things that we're, we may find ourselves saying, you know, I don't have a reason to be grateful for that because, you know, it's really an inconvenience, or it really bothered me, or it's definitely something I wasn't expecting to happen. and You know, it it threw me off course, and I didn't like it. But we can have gratefulness for that because in that moment of us being grateful, thankful that we were given that opportunity, we can appreciate that we were forewarned or that we learned of that deficiency or that we learned of that, that fallacy that came our way. We can appreciate that, and we can honor all that we had to honor and one of the things that I want to tell everyone, too, is that, you know, when we get into this state of gratitude, I know it sounds very foo foolish and, you know, it, but it really is about just kind of taking a breath and realizing how much you're grateful for who you are and what you are. Because in that state, that's when you begin to realize, you know, what really matters in your life is not these little things that keep making you stub your toe or trip up. It is the things that allow you the opportunity to live your life to the highest level of expectancy, the highest level of love and appreciation. See, I, I often come across people, including myself, when I'm doing my reflections and I go, Oh, you know, oh wow, you know, this is this is crazy or this person is is really off centered. And then I thought about it. If I'm recognizing that they're off centered, I should be honored by that awareness. And then I need to adjust myself and or remove myself from that situation because I want to surround myself every day with people who can honor me, empower me, and encourage me because that's what I'm giving out to other people. That what you're reflecting, you want to give back out. You want to receive back. And how do you do that? By giving, by sharing, by knowing In that existence of this state of gratitude, you can look at a situation that seemingly appears to be, you know, one that is bringing distraught and disruption to your life and actually realize what is the lesson that is actually sharing with you or what is the thing that you can begin to value as a result of having this experience. Clearly, it is an opportunity for us to raise the bar In our life. And that's one of the things I talked about on last Thursday's seminar. It was truly, truly a great, great, great opportunity to really, even for myself, as I was pouring out to kind of have like this out-of-body experience when I realized, yeah, that's right. In all that you were experiencing, you were placed in a situation that was able to springboard. But because you still didn't believe it, you were in such awe, you missed out on the opportunity. Like I had to go through a thing, and I share this in transparency because I realized that in order to be a parent to my children, I needed to be a parent to my children. And that meant that I had to say no sometimes, and I had to set some restraints and some conditions to let them know how it's supposed to be instead of allowing them to think. And so I realized that my children had grown up in a state of entitlement versus a state of appreciation and gratitude and honor. So they grew up, you know, saying, oh, well, I can do this because I know that my mother will take care of this, or I can do this because I know that my grandparents will take care of this, or I can do this because I know that my aunts and uncles will take care of this. And so they grew up in a state of entitlement, a state that said to them that it's okay for them to not honor and build a positive relationship with money or to dishonor and not build a relationship with um, time, right, because they under, they didn't think about planning out for the what if because they knew that they had access to vehicles, they knew they had access to our resources. So as, as I began to reflect, I had to say not get angry at them for their actions but begin to put some structures in place that allowed me to be a parent. So I became grateful having gratitude for not only being a parent that produced these children who were honored with these treasures, but to be a parent that could easily say, it's time to say no and be grateful in that knowing that it was time to say no to them or that it was time to put restraints on them, right? No, I didn't go extreme and just cut them off. But what I did was I said, okay, here's how far I'm willing to go and you have to meet me the other way. And if I find that you are not willing to meet me or you're not consistently putting forth an effort, then I will stand still where I am. So they can get rid of this ideal of entitlement versus contributory exchange or reciprocal exchange. Because when you don't function out of a state of gratitude, and instead you function out of entitlement. Because, you know, I heard someone say this recently um, I want to say it was Mike Robbins. I may be incorrect. I think it was Mike Robbins, though. He said something along the lines of, you know, as we continue to grow and evolve, we get this state of arrogance. When we understand that we're connected to the one and we we can manifest and visualize and bring forth, right, we get this state of, of arrogance or this ego kicks in and says, okay, I know this, so I can do this, and this is what's supposed to happen. But we forget, that. but in all things we should be grateful and have appreciation for the times, and for disability, at this moment, we can get there. We can embrace all of who we are, but yet still remain in a state of gratitude, just similar like I talked about with my children. So now when they are planning an event and they don't share with me their schedule ahead of time, according to the time restraints that I, and guidelines that I've given, then they miss out or they have to find alternatives. They may not like it, but you don't have the right to impose your difficulties, your choices on me. They chose to choose that. It's the little things that we get distracted by that make us believe that our life is so out of whack. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. That our life is incapable of rising to the place where we want to be. I told everyone in my seminar on Wednesday night, on Thursday night, excuse me, you know, some of us have a bar that's at our ankles, and it trips us every time. And we just keep tripping over this bar and we keep tripping over this bar. And some of us have a have a bar that when we start moving it hits us right in the gut. It hits us right in the gut and then we remember every failure we've ever had and we keep hearing all the negative talk and all the talk that's telling us that we can't survive and we can't thrive and we can't have success on every level of our life and that we can't, you know, have healthy relationships, that we can't, you know, have a good relationship with money. And so it keeps hitting us in the gut, and then we keep denying ourselves, denying ourselves, denying ourselves, and we never get success. Some of us have the bar right at our throat. We're so close to raising it above, you know, that, that we just we can't do it. And then I said, I want to get to the place where we can raise the bar for ourselves, where we can stand upon that bar, and we can celebrate every aspect of who we are and every experience that we have ever had. That's what I said. Stand on the bar that once tripped you, that once hit you in the gut, that once choked you at your neck or made you bump your head against it because it wasn't up high enough. Now climb up on it and stand up in that highest place and celebrate who you are and what you have experienced and what you are contributing. Because believe it or not, every part of your success, every part of you is necessary and valid and valued and important. Nothing for you to be ashamed of because in that moment you begin to have something to be ashamed of, that's the moment you deny who you are authentically. That's when you begin to deny exactly the goal and the message and the and the assignment that you have to shine your light, to share it with someone else so that they too understand it's just a journey and that really the light is at the end of the tunnel. The same light that was there when you walked in the tunnel is the same light that's shining on the other side of the tunnel tunnel. This is just a temporary journey. Oh, I'm getting all excited again, y'all. Yeah. breathe that in for a minute. Let's think about, let's think about that. How does that really feel to you? How does that make you, how does it? how does that make you envision your life different? You know, I, I realize that my life has a lot of greatness in it and has always had a lot of greatness. But for some reason, I got around people that wanted me to feel as if my accomplishments, my experiences needed to minimize my greatness in some kind of way. So they brought the fact that I was a teenage mother, or they brought the fact that, you know, I was a divorcee. They brought the fact that I had multiple children, or that I was black, African-American, or that, or that I was a woman, right, or that I was young all kind of things that I didn't have a particular type of uh, educational, traditional educational path. But I have a terminal degree. I have the highest degree you can get in this nation. I think in the globe, there's nothing higher than a doctorate. But people made me believe that it wasn't good enough because of who I was. But who I was is why I was able to acquire that. I didn't get it honorary. I got it because I actually had what it took. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to to be on a stage with people that I've seen in magazines and heard on radios and television shows, you know, and, and they have all these books and their faces are plastic. I wasn't able to be on the stage with these people because I denied who I was. It's because they saw who I was and they understood that my journey and my story was important and they needed to recognize that in order for them to move forward. See, that's what it means when you're able to have gratitude. So I'm not ashamed to say, okay, I was a teenage mother because I understand that everything that occurs is good because it is created by the divine creator. And so our lives are already planned out and we agree to participate and accept the assignment of our lives and we agree to trust and move blindly in faith and know that it is all good and we extend this good of currency and we understand that everything that occurs also There comes resources and support and guidance, and it's up to us to take the time out to recognize it. If that seems overwhelming, stop and take a breath. Let's seize the opportunities and possibilities of this conversation. This conversation is to tell you that you're not the experiences, but the experiences are making you who you are. That's exactly what I said. The experiences have made you who you are, and that's not a negative thing. It's only negative if you believe what they tell you. Those stories, people say that if you had a child early or if you were once homeless or if you were, you know, without a parent or without both your parents or if you lived in a certain neighborhood or if you are a certain ethnicity, that you are limited. We are not limited. It's just like a great dish. It has a little more spice to it, and it makes it all the better. Don't allow people to tell your story unless you contribute to it and that you know it to be true. Whatever you did, you made the best choice at that time based upon your experience. So now you can look back and you can choose again. You you're on you're confronted with this choice again, so you choose differently. You share differently. This is part of the evolvement that I talk about when I say we're raising the bar or we're evolving into a new being. Check this out. I had an interview on Sunday and the person kind of you know, I, I don't I don't like to plan per se interviews, but if they tell me they want to interview or talk to me, I figure it's going to be something about the way I talk and deal and my life. But this person wanted to focus on me. And so the person began to ask me questions about how I became aware of my gifts, my my metaphysical, spiritual gifts, right, that I've been honored with. And I said to them, I said, well, I've always had them. No one ever told me I shouldn't have them, and no one ever told me how to use them, and no one ever told me not to use them. It was just they were there. And if I shared about it, no one ever said, oh, don't, don't share it or don't tell anyone about it, all I heard people say to me was, okay, well, this, that, and the other, or they would give me a reaction or a response. But no one ever said to me, no, that's not the way you should be, or, but when I became, as I began to grow, and I began to play with other children and be exposed to different places, um, at this point, that's when I realized that wow, everyone doesn't have these gifts. Everyone is not accommodating. Everyone doesn't understand what it's like to be able to see spirits and and get messages and know things before they happen or be able for your hands come around someone that's sick and your hands and your and your arms become illuminated with with heat, and then you touch you know where to touch them and they feel better. Everyone doesn't have that gift everyone's not able so because people are saying, okay, something's wrong with you that you know that How did you know that? What are you doing? And they began to say all these mean things, and they began to isolate, and they began to say things that made me feel feelings that I'd never felt before. So as a result, I shut down, and I became very clandestine, very, very shy about sharing that part of my life. Or people that knew about it accepted it when it was beneficial to them. Right? They wanted me to tell them when it was something good about them, but if I had to tell them something that meant that they that I was warned about something they were going to do to me or had done to me or planning to do to me, then all of a sudden it was an evil thing again. You see what I mean? That was their story. That wasn't my story. I realized in that interview just how much I restrained myself from sharing who I was and being who I was innately, who I was created and agreed to be, a contributing person to this world, a contributing person, a being, a vessel to share knowledge, wisdom, life, light, all of the above with everyone I met, I met. I'm happy because I'm happy because I, I wasn't I aware you're supposed to be sad. I wasn't aware that you're supposed to be worried down by things. I just never knew that until people started telling me it's not time to go. It's, it's not time for me to be that way. So in that way, I had to adjust my life. I'm telling you. It, it it happens that way. So I'm encouraging you, as I wrap up this first 30-minute segment with you, I'm encouraging you to buy into your real existence. Buy into who you are. Accept it. Have gratitude for it and appreciation. Challenge yourself. Allow yourself to revel in who you are. I didn't say you were the experiences. So whatever happened to you that you feel brought about these feelings, much like the feelings I got when people understood that I had these honors from the divine creator, you put those feelings in perspective, you bottle them up, you look at them, you reflect on them, and you ask yourself, why did I feel that way? And is that the type of feeling I want to have? And the answer is no, then you don't deal with it. You let it go. You don't allow it to be in your in your consonants. You don't allow it to be part of who you are. Absolutely. We're going to take a pause for a break, and we're going to do some um, commercial breaks really quickly. And I want to encourage you to take in a deep breath right now and think about who you are. What is your assignment? What are you holding back authentically of who you are that other people are awaiting, that you are awaiting to be birthed and released? In that knowing, you will find that your life will enhance on so many levels, much like I had to decide to be a parent. I mean, I was always a parent. I set rules, regulations, da 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 but I had set up also that entitlement, concept with my children or the lack of responsibility, the appreciation that is found when you deal with those who care and love and respect you and honor you. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to go to the phone lines um, at 646 378 one, one, three, five, six, four, six, three, seven, eight, one, one, three, five. those of you that are on the phone lines, know, you don't have to dial in again. all you have to do is push one, and I see that some of you have, and I'm honored by that. So when we come back from this break, which will only be about a minute or two, we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna talk a little bit more here on moments of conversation. Mr. Marion Afua has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold including amazon.com and marionafuaspeaks.com you can also join marionafuas for moments of conversation on blog talk radio tuesday and thursday mornings ten thirty a.m central 11 a.m eastern marionafuas
0: not my reality
1: i'm seeking escape two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club Or book conversation. Tune in 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afour. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success. Longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. And we are back here on Moments of Conversation. Welcome back. And want to let you guys know that we are always here every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 10.30 p.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to be here every time waiting for you, sharing with you as you share with us, because it's about a conversation, right? It's about getting us to think about those things that we can say, that's not my reality to. It's not my reality to be sad. It's not my reality to be living in a, in a state of fear from the very things that I should be loving. Absolutely. So with that we're going to go to our phone lines and we're going to take our first caller at area code 941. Great day and welcome to Moments of Conversation.
2: Yeah, this is uh brother Sadiq. Uh how you doing? So it's uh a pleasure again um sharing and uh I think that the topic of uh gratitude is so essential because I, I think it's it's so it's the core of what we need to do to be peace in our lives, and mm. I think a lot of us don't see how very very important it is. And there are certain things that I personally uh, do uh, to bring about the habit in that spirit of gratitude, and you know, one of those things is every morning. Uh, other than, you know, prayer, meditation, and thanking the Creator, you know, writing down a list of things that I feel grateful for, like breathing, like being able to think, like being able to read, like having a beautiful family, beautiful people, beautiful leaders, beautiful information in books that give us the answers to our problems and I I find that when we stay in that spirit of gratitude we can appreciate the present because so many of us worry so much about what has happened in the past which of course we can't change because once it's happened it's done all we can do is learn from it and then so many of us worry about the future and because we do that we're not enjoying now to create a better future so that gratitude thing I've seen people or met people incarcerated doing 25 years to life and maybe never getting out, but found things to be grateful for, found a sense of peace, even being incarcerated. So that, that mindset of being grateful is just so very, very, very important to our success and to our happiness. Because a lot of times when people have, and a lot of us in America, uh, you know, we have so much more and take so much for granted than many, many people in the world. And we don't appreciate, most of us, what we have. And because of that, when we have things, gifts, maybe of singing, maybe of uh, writing, maybe of what uh, sports or athletics, oftentimes we are not enjoying the gift that God has gave us. And then we wind up alcoholics, drug addicts, broke, and broke in because we're not able to see the beauty of the gift that the Creator has given us. And once we're able to do that and appreciate that, because it's not something that's just ours, it's something for us to share to others. And the more we do that in that spirit, I think that brings that level of consciousness, that level of oneness with other people in the world and takes away that selfishness. Because a lot of times, you know, we think that uh, we can get kind of arrogant if we are particularly good in a particular area. But that's coming from a source more than just you as an individual. That's something that was put there for us to use in a certain way. And uh, when we use it in that way, that's when we get that satisfaction and that fulfillment. So you can have gifts. But if they're abused and misused, that gift will turn out to be a curse. And we've seen that happen particularly in popular culture. You'll say, well, how can this person's gift cause them to die like that? But maybe it was misused, not understood, or other people got involved with them that took them away from their purpose and their mission. And that's one of the reasons, like, these type of programs are so very important because it gets us back in tune with who we are, because if we don't know that, what our purpose is, who we are, what we're here to do, how do we define ourselves in terms of a soul or a spirit that's designed to make life and humanity better. I'm part of the essence of God to express truth on all levels and live truth on all levels. And like you said, sometimes when we look at things, and go through things, and we may have done things in our lives that other people don't like and say, how could you do something so stupid? However, for us, it's a journey, and it's a learning experience, and many of us will repeat some of these lessons that many people will say aren't good or failure until we learn the lesson. That's what they're there for. What could we learn from this particular decision that we won't do it again and we can share with others? so we can be a guide to them to do better. And that's what, you know, the essence of it is about. And in my conclusion on that, I just think that, you know, the more we give other people, the better we become. And I think that, you know, that gratitude thing is a Mm -hmm. part of giving because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we have things, that we don't we don't need. I mean, we have things that we're not using. It's a lot of clothes, a lot of shoes, even if it's a new suit, or things that we're not um, utilizing. We should give that away. You don't have to sell it. Give it and make space for more and more blessings. And that's on a material level, but it could be information. You know, we have to give. And I find that, you know, when I'm down... And and we all go through because it doesn't the sun doesn't shine every day and it's not eighty eighty five degrees every day. You got rain, you got mm-hmm. hurricanes, and life is like that. But the <laughs> one the thing that gets me back on course is when I do something for somebody else, and I feel better about myself, and I know I've contributed to the growth of another human being. That makes me see my purpose again. So you know, it's about sharing and about love, and all our greats that we talk about. That's what they did is give. We weren't concerned about how much money Martin Luther King had or whether he had a pair of alligator shoes or anything like that or hmm. We we knew them by what they did and what their gifts that they gave to the world. And that's how we have to see or Sada Shakur or any of our great worthies that are still So many of whom are still here. You know, it's not their their money, it's their contributions. And that's in yeah. that spirit is how we continue to grow and have a level because that's what we all striving for is peace. You know, you know mm-hmm. all the great ways of life. They talk about peace, and many of us do things thinking that's going to bring us peace. We think that if I got me a BMW or Bentley, that's with rims on them, that's going to bring peace. A lot of brothers think, well, if I have these two, three different women, that's going to bring me peace. But as we can clearly mm-hmm. see, or if we have all this wealth, I hit the lotto. Oh, now I'm gonna have peace. But we see if you don't have it within from the beginning, that material stuff will bring you hell in your life, as statistics say. And we see that with a lot of our athletes. If you don't have it within before you get it, it's just going to expose more defense defects in your mind and your personality. But I don't want to, uh, you know, no, you're fine. You know, brother Sadik, I I
1: think you're fine. Yeah, 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 and you know what? And you express so well because you're absolutely right. You know, when we get to this place, and that's why it's so important. As I said when I was doing my seminar on uh, last Thursday, and I realized in the middle of sharing in that seminar that, hey, girl, you had you were divorced with six children, right? You hadn't gotten your terminal degree, and you were on the stage with people. Who had been every i mean i'm t- these these are people i 'm reading in my book to get my degree, okay, and they 're asking me questions they wanted my opinion, they wanted me to speak, but if I would have thought for a moment, wait a minute you're like someone said, you know you 're divorced with six children, what are you going to do da 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 Had I listened to their story and their expectations for my life, then i wouldn't be doing it, so I became humbled. And then in that humbleness, we become clear because when you get humbled, and humbled is not necessarily a breaking down. Humble means that you are able to get quiet and assess and look at the grandeur of the the life around you. Because then once you get clear about who you are, what you do, and what you are being called to do, that's when we regain that power you're talking about. And that's why I tell people, I don't strive to be rich. I'm already wealthy. I just now I'm just awaiting the physical wealth that it, that belongs with this wealth that I have
2: that's right and that and in that where, in that so,
1: knowing that's where it comes from that,
2: that's right and and that's 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 just very very beautiful because uh you know first of all i have and i'm sure what you have when you live life you've met many we meet many people at different levels of life and different levels of wealth. And even people that I've met that have wealth, the wealth hasn't made them happy. It's their vision, it's their purpose, living on purpose mm-hmm. that has made them happy. Even when yes. we look at the life of these uh, multi billionaires, be it a Steve Jobs or, or, or Microsoft with Bill Gates, their passion for technology and creating mm-hmm. is what drove them it wasn't they didn't have in their mind i want to be a billionaire
0: uh, or that kid
2: with uh with the facebook his passion was what mm-hmm. he wanted to do with that type of communication through technology that's what brought in so you know as uh the, there's a saying in the bible that seek ye first the kingdom of the god kingdom. and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you we have to first seek Our purpose The good To be in tune With who we are Be in tune With the Lord Of the universe And and do the works That we are designed And made to do And all those Other things will come But we do it Opposite in this society We're taught To get the money first Forget your passion Forget your (laughs) gifts Go after that money first, and the people who do that crack up. They aren't happy. How many people are doctors and lawyers because their mother told them so or somebody else told them so, but that's not what they wanted to do? They may have wanted to be a teacher. They may have wanted to be an artist, but other people discourage them because you got to get money. Now, obviously, in the capitalist society, you have to get that, but who's to say you can't get that by expressing your gift? They God Absolutely. gave you. But if we don't have faith in that gift or we don't have faith in that creator and that spirit in the creator that's in us, then we won't see that. I mean, when we look at the stars, when we look at the sun, when we look at the oceans and the beauty of this creation, why do we think that God won't allow us to have everything we need and more? I, you know, it's just a lack of faith. It's a lack of being in touch with who you are. And this society tries to break your faith and your confidence in your mission, you know, because they, and unfortunately a lot in this people in this society don't value service. They don't value teachers. You can see right now. Well, I mean, you got, uh, and I'm not knocking uh, police officers or correction officers, but in most states they make more money than teachers. Who are molding the minds of Mm -hmm. the future? I mean, Mm -hmm. they should be our most honored, amongst our most honored treasures, teachers. But they're looked upon in such a negative way because this society—they don't really honor and practice what they preach in terms of honoring knowledge and service. Because that's one of the things I try to tell young people as I volunteer and do things, even with my son, my youngest son, get into volunteering. Step out of yourself and think of what you can do for somebody else. And when I speak to young college students that do that, they love the volunteering. They say, wow, that was such a great experience. But generally speaking, they're not taught to do that. They're just taught to go after yours, get mine, get mine. And that get mine mentality is, has caused a lot of inner destruction, a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of destructions of communities and families, because it's not just yours as an individual. It's about the collective of a whole. You are part Absolutely. of a whole. You're not just an individual. So, you know, we have to challenge these ideas and concepts that we're getting from this Western society. The ones that are good, of course, we keep. But the ones that are not in harmony with who we are in our culture and our spirituality we have to reject at all costs because when we don't do that they destroy us.
1: They destroy mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And and, the, and,
0: that's come, and that's
1: what it comes and that's what it comes down to really being willing to identify, you know, and and how you identify that and this is this is one thing I share over and over again Every day And Brother Guru Welcome to the program That's our co-host Brother Sadiq um, oh, Welcome Greetings. All right Greetings Yes And um, we have some more Callers But I want to I want to keep you Open on the line But I want to share this At that moment What you're talking about Is at that moment We ascribe value But the power Is not found In the person Who's telling you They have power Is in whether or not you really perceive and accept that that person or entity has power because the greatest power lies in knowing that whatever belief you're holding that says you don't have power, you can begin to say right now, I am worthy, and I own this I own this perception of my worthiness and I want an accepted and ended result, and I am willing to accept only that which enhances what i know what do you know just like you said what do you know i know the value of me and that i need to volunteer and share who i am right i don't you give with the expectation not a giving back but knowing that the expectations that you're giving something that someone needs this other concept that we have uh, misconstrued. we have said that in order to give, we have to expect something back. Oh, what it should be like our giving should be a re- our our, re- our giving should be an a a a deeply rooted innate process that says I am abundance, and I am a wealth of flowing rivers that are able to attach and share as much as I can because i'm constantly being replenished because I understand my assignment and contribution I'm telling you you got this is this is the type of conversation that I like to have with young people you know exactly like you said we uh, and I heard a young man recently um on another program I've been honored to hear different people share and this man said to me he was talking he said at the age of 50 he realized that everything he had done up to age 50 really didn't matter But at that moment, he, right, that he had realized that at that moment at age 50, like, and asked the question, you know, he he said, he said, literally, I'm quoting him, he said, God, what really matters? And he said, the first thing that came was said, everything you think and has been told that matters, which was, you know, baby's got to crawl, baby's got to walk, baby's got to run, baby's got to start, you know, talking, baby's got to start writing, baby's got to start reading, baby's got to go graduate, 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 baby's got to get married, baby's got to, right? He said, but whatever happened to, like you said, where's the passion in that? Where's the accepting that I have a gift that says, that I have abilities to to contribute to this world that will bring a healing, that will bring a growth, that will foster and and create and allow new life to begin over and over again. So those of you on the phone lines, don't lose your way. I want to get Brother Guru in because I I saw him saying something, so I want to get him in. Brother Sadiq, if you can stay on the lines um, a little bit longer, I'm going to bring in some more folks and Brother Guru. By, By all means. Okay, and we're going to keep this conversation going because this is the honor that you find in gratitude. Gratitude means that you don't have to compete because you are already thankful for the observations and experiences. When someone comes in with information, even if you know it, you'd be grateful that it's a reminder of that which you've been given. When someone comes in with new information, you need to get quiet and become receptive to hear it and let it see if it resonates in your in your path right now, or is it in preparation for you to share and give to someone else so brother guru did you have a you have a comment uh brother guru wow,
3: I tell you this is very this is uh oh uh, I don't even know how to put it to words. <laughs> I heard you it's moaning. Like you walk it's like you're you walking. Um, I got to go way back, like the you, brother was talking about, uh, back to the, our parents. They're walking through the woods, woods trying to get to the house. As you come through the clearing, you see uh, the smoke from the chimney. As you get closer to the house, you start acknowledging and remembering the last time you sat in front of that fireplace. You know, um mm and then you're sitting in front of the fireplace and you reach inside. The reason why I'm saying that is we know all good and right things when we come into the physical, before, even before we reach that physical plane.
0: Mm-hmm. But when
3: we are drawn into the physical plane, we forget. And the things that we learn and experience as a child growing up into adult is really where I think I feel that the confusion begins. But overall, we do have that highest spark eventually that reminds us that these things I have, regardless of what they are or how little they are, they're not really just for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Once we
3: become clear and free, we acknowledge that those people who are hoarders in selfishness, that so called one or two percent, they won't allow themselves to remember or to feel. That's why it's easy for them to be selfish. Hmm. At least that's how I feel. You say, bro. That's that's deep. Thank that's you.
1: Deep. See this this is why Brother Guru is my is my masculine balance on this program. Y'all see that? Y'all see how he just came in there just so smooth, so mellow. <laughs> Your brother that's that's some good stuff, brother.
0: Yes, thank
3: you. Uh it just came to me, um, by what you you both were um speaking to, you know, that light and energy that you were sharing. Um that's what um, That dialogue drew out of me So I want to thank you both For that because it also Helps me to remember um, The things that I need to sweep up Or you know Pull the carpet out from over And you know we all have things we need to work with, Work on you know mm-hmm. And I just want to thank both of you for this moment Praise well,
1: Yeah I
3: want We're to thank go you the... too that Beautiful
1: No go ahead brother go ahead
2: no, I just wanted to thank him for that because I think it's, and I'm not going to be long with this, but the ability to feel, that's so cheap mm-hmm. and that's Why our you gift. That, that, that's <laughs> a gift, to be able to feel, and that's what the best of our people have brought to the world, ability to feel, because when you enslave a person, you don't feel. When you lynch a person, you don't feel, but when you can speak truth, and still have a, a heart to forgive the person who lynched you, that's feeling on a level that some people could never understand. And when you see our, our, our great ones, past and present, and that's what we're doing. We can feel the pain of our people. We feel the misery of our people, and we're trying to bring order and solutions and know that there's hope and there's a way out, and the storm doesn't last forever. And that ability to feel is so very important. And we can't let Western society take us away from that gift that God has given us. And that's what built the pyramids. That's what built science. That's what got coming out of slavery when we were able to create the the apparatus for the telephone, the apparatus for the light bulb, the apparatus for refrigeration and all of that. It's an ability to feel, and uh, that's a gift that is so very, very important, the emotions and the, and the ability to feel, because you're right, brother. That is on point, that people, there's a lot of, and when we get sometimes in this Western education, they try to get us so much into logic that we lose our heart and our soul. And that's why some of our people, when we get in these positions, we are no longer who we were before. And that's why we must read that book by uh, the great W.E. Du Bois, The Soul of Black Folks, because that's what we end up with, two souls, two hearts, and one that's not good for us and one is within our natural self. And we struggle sometimes trying to be who we are in this society that doesn't want us to feel and to identify with who we are, what we've gone through and continue to go through. So for me, that was very, very powerful, brother, about mm-hmm. the feeling, because we can't get feeling. Is an essence, it's important. I mean, that's why when we play sports, when we deal hip-hop, you feel that. You can feel Chuck D. You can feel Tupac. You felt that. You felt Billie Holiday. You can feel John Train, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis. That's feeling. We can't get away from that. That's what makes the world go and grow is that feeling, and that's what love is about, feeling. So that's real, brother. You, those people, man, they desensitize themselves so much. I mean, how can you have, and they don't believe in the principles of success because they feel they got to hoard everything else because they're afraid that if somebody else gets something, then they won't have. But that's a person that doesn't believe in the truth of the principles of success in the universe and divine laws that we're discussing here, no matter how much material wealth they have. Because just like what we're talking about, if this sister's written a book or anybody's written a book, I don't feel threatened that my book isn't going to get sold or my message. Right. That's beautiful because there's enough for all of us. There's Big enough life. for all of us. So, you know, that, yeah. that, that's powerful, man. That's just one thing. They forget to the feel I love that But I don't want to dominate Go ahead Let's get in with some other calls
1: Yeah You know I'm I'm going to get this other caller in here But you hit it on the point Because that's, that's important Because And I'll bring that up After this caller About um, I'll share a little bit more About the feeling aspect Of how that heals us On a meta, metaphysical level And a Plus um, exist. Great morning And welcome to Moments of Conversation
0: Uh Yes
1: Yes, you are. Go ahead.
4: Yes. Uh, love, peace and greetings to you all. This is uh, Brother Oh,
1: I
0: know T- this voice. <laughs> I know this yeah, voice. Yeah, hey, yeah. Brother D. Uh, how you doing,
1: sister? All hey. is well, for real.
0: Fantastic. I have Sadiq uh, on the
1: phone. I don't know if you... I have Brother Sadiq yes, on the phone and Brother Guru. Oh, yes, uh,
4: Brother, what's going on, hey, Brother T? Brother T- Brother, hey,
0: Brother, Brother
4: Guru, um, I've been listening and uh, I just want to share uh, a little something hopefully to uh, to inspire uh, folks out there listening uh, because I can pretty much uh, give a testimony on what it feels like to uh, not be able to follow a passion or something in you that you feel you can share or want to share and help others. Uh, Because myself, I'm in a position where I have this uh, job, and it doesn't allow me to do the things or give me the time to do the things I would love to do. And one of those things is uh, getting involved in mentorship, getting involved with our young folks, and, and, and whatnot, and um, it, it, it almost makes me feel that uh, I'm, in, I'm in prison, and it makes me unhappy, you know, because it's really strong in me to to want to share uh, and, and take part in our young folks' uh, lives, and um, and it's not all really about the money, you know. Uh, money is not, and as y'all said earlier on in the show, money is not the father. If that's not within your spirit, to, you know, to do what you want to do. And it's you know, and I've, do is I've come to learn that. You know, I'm not chasing money. I want to do what I feel I want to do, and that is to help people and our young folks. And, uh, you know, it's a constant battle, and I'm out here every day trying to change up what I can change up, you know. But, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a process. And uh, I want to share I want to help folks, I want to learn, and that's where I'm at. So in essence, what I'm trying to say, if you have something in your spirit, follow that. Don't chase the money is
0: what I'm getting at. So that's what I would like to share today. That's beautiful. Yeah, that worked
1: out. And, and, And you was on point because... I often talk about with people, they say to me, well, how did you get here? And I say, listen, this is how you know what your passion is. This is how you know what you should be doing. That's the thing, that every time you get ready to do something, a portion of it pops up. It's just bubbling inside of you. Men, you know you can get pregnant, men. You're already pregnant. You're pregnant with your passions, your visions, everything that needs to manifest. You, too, are pregnant. So when you start getting those kicks that are in your gut, just like much I talked about earlier, about you're constantly getting hit in the gut, you're constantly feeling that there's something moving, that that there's something more that you need to be doing. When you talk about this mentorship, when you talk about being able to share the words that, that come to you, the information, that's telling you, that's reminding you of your assignment that you agreed to before you even got here. So in that moment, men and women, we get this visceral response that tells us, i got to do something. So you'll find yourself being a talker when no one else is being a talker. You'll find yourself having young people flock to you every time you're in an event or in a community, and you'll you'll find yourself thinking of the groups of people that you are assigned to and creating things and providing it for them. Because your passion, your goals, your innate purpose has to manifest. It has to be completed. Your assignment doesn't go away. When people talk about how they how they're feeling ill, they're feeling sick and, and I'm back to that brother I heard, um well I wish I could remember his name, but he's like eighty something years old now, right? And he when he talks about being fifty and realizing what really matters and he says he realized it's okay that no one else understood that he was okay with them not understanding what he was doing. Did I say that too fast? It's okay that other people do not understand nor support the fact that you know what's important. That's
4: right. That's
0: Right, because right? you're a son-
4: I'm sorry, it just makes me, uh, you know, on a personal level, it just makes me unhappy. It gives me this this unhappy feeling that I'm in a position where I cannot follow my passion uh, up mm-hmm. to this point. I cannot take time uh, with, with our young people, you know, because we have really young people out here ready to shine, and we just need some of us to take a little time with them, and, and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, for lack of a better way to put it, it's just like a thorn in my side, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've got to do it, and I will do it, and I'll continue working on uh, making it uh, a possible joke to make it happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen. and uh, you It's know, already it, happening. That's you, right.
1: Brother, I'ma suggest to you, I'ma suggest to you that see I'm, I'm i told you words are very important to me. And and I find that it's so true because even as a little girl I've, I've shared, like I said, the interview I had Sunday just re revitalized me, revamped me for a new level of energy. And I know those of y'all that had listened and said I was only gonna do an hour, okay. I misspoke the flesh spoke, not the divine presence. Okay. So we're going we're going longer than an hour. But I wanted to share that words are important. And I heard Paul Roberson say something similar, and then I kind of changed it, so I don't remember his words. But My words are, we must liberate ourselves from a language that no longer bears the weight of our true reality. And what I mean by that, if your reality that is being brought to you is that you need to share your voice and there's an urgency in you to share your voice, then begin to share your voice. I heard. I'm telling you, I've been I've been exposed to so much, and it's and, and one of the things that I, that I paraphrased from another conversation with someone was this: You don't have time to wait for the right opportunity. You are the opportunity that's waiting for that time. You don't have time to wait for the opportunity. You are already the opportunity, right? So it's your wow. time. Yes.
3: Yeah. There you go. That's what I was going to say. I was going to put that. It's your time. I was going to put that in there.
1: If I would when have you waited. Say it is now, it is now. Yes, you have to begin to see yourself. When people ask me, "How did you do this? Or how did you meet this person? Or how were you able to get this done? Or how did? How were you with six children, a teenage mother, married and divorced, public, you know, public trial about your divorce, all this chaos, money issues." All, how were you able to get these people to put you in this position? How were you able to and i say "I am because the i am is therefore all is me, even when I didn't even understand what that meant i just i just would say it you you gotta you gotta have it right here right now because i'm telling you there are go- you you got to erase the messages the the bs the belief systems that keep telling us there's a certain order the order is already established when you go into labor you can't stop labor it's going to be birth it has to it has to life has to come forth and if it comes through you brother it has to come through you
4: Right. I, I appreciate wondering. that and uh I am uh certainly uh, uh adopt that uh, into my uh into my being, in my spirit because uh, you know, it, it is a sense of urgency, uh so to speak. Uh, you know, uh, and I appreciate those words. That helps me a lot.
1: And quit worrying about money too. You you got an issue with money. You say you don't, but you do. You're thinking you need money. See, now, guru, help me. Okay, so here it is. You have a concern about money, that money, you're saying you don't care about money, but you do care about money because you have a sense of responsibility for other people. Okay? But when you relax that responsibility, meaning you say, I know that I can still be responsible to what I'm responsible for, then everything will continue to flow for you. Then you can walk away. But the moment you keep making an attachment that I'm going to need some money, I'm going to need a place to live, I'm going to need to pay this obligation, quote, unquote, right, that's why you're going to keep finding excuses. Just do it. Whatever you focus the most on is what's going to bid it. I hear Brother that's Sadiq right. trying to come back in. Go ahead. Is that for guru? I, I can't say, hear the
2: voice. I just wanted to say quickly that we have to use what's in our hands. We have to use the time that's available to us. Take and life. this is for the family that may be truck drivers and or have these weird hours. Whatever your day off is, find a way to make time. Cement if it's your grandchildren, if it's your son, is just to give that love and that passion back to somebody that one or two days you do have for an hour or two hours, whatever it is. And once you begin to do that consistently and have something to look forward to you, then the universe will open up a way for you to be free. But we have to begin to start where we are now because if we're saying, for whoever it is, That we love this This is our passion No one will know until we do it So we have to take it out of the Thought process stage And into the doing stage Because many of us have Great ideas that we die with Because we don't do it We have to have faith and confidence And we look at our lives uh, Being at the fact that we're here God is always the God in us has always found the way for us to make it. Our people are people who've always made something out of nothing. And we have to walk in those footsteps and just do that one day a week to begin. And then it all will begin to open up the mind. The spirit will go in that direction. I know and I feel uh, brother D and the many people that feel that they are entrapped enslaved by these jobs because they got mortgages mm-hmm. to pay, they got bills to pay, but we have to be more practical and sometimes turn off the cable. Turn off certain mm-hmm. things that hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month, two hundred dollars a month for T V. We may have to just get a very basic cell phone and not deal with all this technology that many of us don't use anyway. We just have to find ways to cut corners and sacrifice until we can take a step back so we can take two steps forward. Sometimes we are caught up in these bills because we got too many things we're paying for that we don't need. This society has us caught up in being consumed. Instead of producers and manufacturers What are we consuming? All these things we need to kind of say to ourselves Until we get ahead And there's nothing wrong with having nice material things That's not what I'm saying But let's put ourselves in a position Where we can have those things If we want them In a way where we can be comfortable We shouldn't be in a house or In a car That we have to struggle and be depressed Because we're worrying about how we're going to pay This note every single month we have to sometimes just begin to live more practically, so we in more simply, so we can do the work that we have to do. We can do the work we have to do, but we can't worry about, like you said, sister, about the money part. And we there's nothing. See, there's nothing wrong with money. The problem there is you go. what people do with the money they have, because the money and can the be used intentions to serve. you place on it.
0: There you, go. There you, you, you know, go. because it's, it's money, listen, it's a, it's a money, is
1: designed thing. to get things. Listen, money is designed to get things done. Money is an exchange of energy or an intention.
2: That's right. If you're That's hungry
1: right. and you have money, then money is designed to purchase or barter with someone. It's an agreement. The paper itself means nothing. And when people say to me, oh, I don't want to have money, or money is a problem, well, listen, with more money comes more problems because people have a negative relationship, and I use the word negative. Y'all know that's commonality of terms. Negative is 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 a concept that you've done. Oh, if I have money, I'm going to be this way and that way. People who I know have money are are, are, are shallow and, and, and they're disconnected and they're uppity and they don't want to be with people. They They're heartless, they're careless. However... That doesn't have to be your reality. That's right. You have to, you have to understand that money is not the problem. That's, that's people's mindset and intentions. So if you want to say that you, if, you, if you are in need and you know that money is necessary to barter and exchange, to get your goal accomplished, to manifest your vision, to have success in your business, in your personal life, in your family life, in your community, in the lives of others, to impact the lives of others, because everything we do first must benefit us and then allows us to impact the lives of others. So money allows that opportunity. I often hear guru call it currency. It's a flow of energy. So if you understand that, then you don't have to fear that, which is let Come on now. You, you, with the divine presence inside of you, is more prevalent and more promising and, more, and provides more guarantees than that piece of paper you're, you're trading. Or that, or, that, or that alloy that you're trading. Don't fear the money. Don't fear the money. Don't fear your success of, because it's going to lead to you having money. As the brother said, material things mean nothing if you don't value and respect them. They will go away. That's right. Create a positive relationship. We haven't That's learned how to, as I said earlier, we have not in my journey, I've realized, that I repeated for a brief moment in my life the stories of other people about me. I realized that in recognizing the feelings that people had about me having my gifts and abilities, including my intellectual ability, that I would downplay it because people didn't like the fact that I would know things intellectually as well as spiritually. So as a result of that, I began to dummy down and downplay and minimize myself while I upheld someone else in their position. But that wasn't my assignment, so it didn't last long, right? But when you begin to develop something inside of yourself and recognize that it belongs to you and it is your assignment and only you can do it, understanding that when you begin to set the goal and give the energy, when you begin to heighten your awareness of what is important to you and then add the why that's important and then submit the energy to that, Your intention, what is your focus? What is your real why of why you want to mentor these children? Why is your why of why you want to feed people and have a business or a restaurant or a catering business? What is the real why, why you want to be in a marital relationship? What is the real why, why you believe there's a soulmate awaiting you to get you prepared for your twin flame? What is the why that tells you that you are going to have business success or that you are able to bring a message that is going to liberate people out of their bondage mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually? This is what we're talking about here today. In having a state of gratitude is the foundational level of that. I am worthy to have money. I am worthy to my value is that that someone would want to invest in me my value is is supremely contributory to other people therefore they want to honor me and so i live in a level of abundance do i if you come to my bank account you'd be like well marion don't even have money but Uh it's not about the physical money but it's about the fact that i can be asked to come somewhere and speak before thousands of people because someone who had the honor first said to me, I need you to be on stage with me. They need to hear what you have to say. That's what you look forward to. Don't run from the money. The money is not the problem. You heal from within. You heal the peace inside of you that is blocking you from accepting your value and your worth. Heal the piece of you that's telling you that you have this evil intention. Once you get money, heal the piece in you that tells you that a person that has money is cold and heartless. Heal the piece of you that tells you that you can that you mismanage money, or that you're gonna give you're gonna lose it all because you're gonna give it away, or that people are gonna take it from you. Heal all of that and just be. Oh, let's stop and breathe. Right.
4: Right, that's the
2: reality. That's the reality. Breathe
1: right here. Breathe right here into that knowing and that realization of what the default setting is in your mind that makes you believe that you are unworthy, to have gratitude first for yourself, for your life, for your contributions, present, past, and future, for the experiences, present, past, and future. Whatever the blockages there are, you need to be grateful for. Be grateful for this conversation. Go back, listen in the archives, those of you that are listening. And I'm telling you, I know I tell you this before, the gloves have come off because I understand that in this moment of me moving forward, I have to have someone to come behind me. I got to have somebody who's going to catch me when I need to lay down. But keep moving. So get to that place where we can exchange that. Y'all, we're going to take a quick momentary break. I got Brother Guru on the line, Brother Sadiq, Brother D. I, I'm telling you all, this is an awesome thing. It's about gratitude as a foundational lesson, but it's also about how do you get to that state of gratitude? How do you get to that place of recognizing your value? I tell, I've learned something from someone recently, and I'm good for activating it. It says, uh, let me get it right before we go to break. It says, what you see is what you get. If you see no time, then there will be no time. If you see a problem, there will always be a problem. If you see conflict, you will always have conflict. If you see pain, you will always have pain. Breathe on that while we take our momentary breaks. Here are moments of conversation. Y'all better breathe. I hear y'all over there holding your breath. Come on and breathe with me as we take this break. Until here are moments of conversation. Tune in, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion of Four. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. Author Marian Afua has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey, your true reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MariannaFuaSpeaks.com. You can also join MariannaFua for Moments of Conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marian Afua,
0: Not My Reality,
1: and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. back, y'all. We have been talking today with some phenomenal men, and I'm telling you, they are men, and they are mature men, and they are men that are sharing in the vibrations of harmony, the vibrations that ascend us, all around us, right? I love this song, because it reminds us of something very simple, is that all we have to do is breathe and take some time out to really seize the opportunities and possibilities around us. See, it's about our mindset. Gratitude, as I said, is a state of consciousness, a state of being. It is what you are, recognizing that everything around you is good. So therefore you expect good, as I said, going to the break. What you see is what you get. What you believe becomes your knowing. When it becomes your knowing, then that's what you begin to exemplify. So if you believe that you are incapable of having anything of proper happiness and love and peace and joy and kindness and and success and abundance and, and wealth and prosperity, if you believe that's not yours, then it becomes your knowing and then you prevent it. You begin to subconsciously, because if your subconscious mind doesn't match up with your conscious mind, it doesn't matter how many affirmations you do. It doesn't matter how many books you read, how many seminars, how many talk shows, how many scriptures you read, you're not going to manifest it because your subconscious is still being held hostage by that belief system that is turned into a knowing, which is why I say we have to strip ourselves of all of that and become the innate being that we were created and destined to be and begin to feel exactly how we feel when you meet someone or you are you are presented with something and you're uncertain you know what you do you stop and you breathe and you begin to ask yourself how do i feel about this what is this feeling that i have is it fear or is it love i told y'all i didn't believe that it was only love and fear but once i once i begin to open up myself to understand what that means, I realize that I want to see love in it. And love is not weakness. Love is actually strength because love represents you identifying that you have a part in a contributing role to that which you see, that which is presented to you. But if you fear it, then you're saying, that that can't be a part of my life. And sometimes that's necessary because it could mean we're in danger. Where someone is trying to make us believe that we're not worthy,
0: it's
1: not impossible. Don't emphasize the negative, but begin to focus on that which you desire. This is not some poppycock, you know, spell that I'm casting on you, but your words do cast a spell. They have life, there's meaning. So When you speak a thing, You speak it with the intention That you desire that thing to be Which is why I wanted to say Don't say the word shut up You don't want a person to shut up So in my mind As a young child I got in my mind That when you say shut up Somebody's going to shut up Like a box So I, I didn't say it Unless I, you know Got older and I started playing with the words You know my my My, my verbal alchemy Right Oh my goodness But I want to I want to emphasize that to all of you. If I don't say it again, find something today. That was my word today on social media, and I think I texted to a couple of people. What is it today that you can be grateful for? Try focusing not just on the obvious, but focus on something that makes you that's not very obvious that you should be grateful for. Maybe it's the fact that somebody cut you off on the road, or maybe it's the fact that your boss told you they're cutting your hours. Or maybe it's the fact that you even got a pink slip today. Can you find some great some gratitude in that moment of that existence? I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes getting fired is a, is a spiritual swift kick that you need to get on your journey to do what you're supposed to be doing. If that job was hindering you from doing. Some I tell people all the time. I am so grateful for my husband um, uh, leaving me, of divorcing. Oh, I'm grateful for that. Because I can't even imagine how that would even be. I don't even want to imagine my from the day that happened, my life has been moving forward, so I'm grateful at that first moment when it first happened, I didn't understand it, and emotions began to flood, and I wasn't sure and this message is for someone else who's on the lines or listening on the on the internet. At that moment, I didn't understand it. At that moment, I was very emotional. At that moment, I maybe even was vengeful and and plotting. But then the next day, as I've shared before, I heard myself speak to me and say, Self, get up. You're intelligent. You have knowledge. You have skills. You have abilities. And you're loved by a lot of people. And if this person no longer can value the love that you give, it's okay. There's more for you to give and to receive. And from that day forward, I was able to move forward. I I called that person up and I said to my ex-husband, I forgive you for everything you've ever done to me, and I'm asked that you do the same for me because I really do want you to be happy. And if this is what it takes for you to be happy and for us to end in love, then let's do it. Huh?
4: Powerful. All right.
2: That's powerful. That's powerful. I wanted You, you to know what I mean?
1: The, yeah,
4: that's, go ahead,
2: that's brother. That's powerful. I, I just wanted to say that that's how we grow. You have to let go of pain so you can grow. You got and that's the, the that's the power of forgiveness It's not yes, for the other person. It's for you because when you yes. hold on to anger and vindictiveness and meanness. You destroy yourself because the person are not even thinking about you. So we must learn with the power of forgiveness. It's not It so uh, doesn't open up for another person to abuse us. It opens us up to grow and to learn and to go- take ourselves to that next level. And finally, I wanted to say, because I thought what you said, and I'm saying this to us and to people, Money is good. Wealth is good if we use it right. Wealth for Madame C. J. Walker had her hire a lot of people to be able to prosper. Wealth in terms of the nation of Islam in its heyday hired a lot of brothers that came out of prison that didn't have a way to didn't know a way to make it. Wealth, if it's used to build schools and institutions to help uplift people, is good. Now, wealth, just to buy four and five uh, cars you don't need, that's another thing. But when we're talking about using the gifts that God has given us on this earth to expand and to benefit humanity, that is absolutely good because we're going to need that wealth to establish the things we're talking about in this world. So it's just a matter of how we interpret it. But we shouldn't look at if we are, that that money is something
4: is
0: evil
2: is unless we plan to do evil with the money. But we want to be an example and, and read books and read about people who in that past and current who used their wealth to bring a lot of good in the world. And that's the spirit we want to take. We don't want to take on the spirit of that, like the brother mentioned, guru, or we don't feel. When you have a lot of money, you should be able to feel and want to help other people get it too. That's the beauty of having the wealth and the money. And it's nothing. And, and, and got, the universe is set up where those type of things in a material way, everybody's open to it. But those special gifts, of spirituality, those special gifts of understanding, those are for those who are willing to do that inner work. And so, brother, and everybody, brothers and sisters, on that thing where we've been taught oftentimes, uh, off of my parents and other people, that uh, something's wrong with money. No, the people that have had the money that we maybe we saw were the ones that were the problem, not the money. So um, you know, again. We want to be able to feel that we deserve everything of good, because we do. And everything of good comes from the source. So, yeah, let's be careful about, you know, the things that we think about, these various things, because we don't want to have a poverty or a lack of mentality. We want to have an abundance of mentality in terms of wealth, in terms of men- education, mentally, spiritually, on all levels. We want to feel... Feel full on all those levels, not just one. We want to have balance, spiritual balance. But that forgiveness piece that you talked about, sister, in terms of what you said, uh, uh, that is powerful. And when I had to do that with my first marriage, uh, uh, in terms of just letting it go, that's when I began to feel healed and a better person because I couldn't change the evil and the things that happened. But I, I also wouldn't allow that to interrupt and mess me up for other situations that may occur. So that's very, very powerful. A lot of us don't know how to do that. We want to hold on, and we want to beat the person up and pay them back. But you can't put somebody in the mud without getting mud on yourself. So is it really worth it? What are you doing? What What is it worth putting your energy for the few days that we have on this planet trying to pay somebody back for something that they may not have known any better because of their lack of development, their lack of spirituality. So it is very important when we get out of these relationships is just let it go, understand it, hurt, paint, cry, and then go ahead and just take it to the next level. Because if we stay stuck there, we're going to attract more negativity into our lives in that next relationship. And we do need to give ourselves time to heal also. We don't need to be jumping around in one thing after another. We need to understand why we attracted this type of situation to us anyway, because we contributed to it, because there are a lot of times we can see the signs in certain people we deal with, but we ignore it. So a lot of times the the signs come through the elders, through our parents, through our own senses. But when we ignore them, then we get what we get. Because I, I haven't been in a situation, personally speaking for me, where the signs weren't there. I just chose, for whatever the reason, to ignore them. And that's another reason why a lot of times when we get into these relationships, we should, uh, we should not try to be physical and intimate before we get to really understand the mind of ourselves and that other person. Because when you start dealing with the intimacy first, you ignore the reality of the things that are really going on and you blind yourself to who that person is. So, you know, we just have to follow certain things in terms of universal laws and we won't constantly be making these uh, bad mistakes in the relationships because it's unfortunate that 70% of our relationships as black people are ending up in divorce, and that's not to, that's because maybe we're not understanding the science of ourselves and what type of mate will be good for our personalities. And there's nothing wrong with being alone until that time is right. So we sometimes get so desperate because of the pressure that society puts on us that you got to do this and you got to do that. It may not be the time. We may not. We may have to end it because we have to have that peace within. Before we can give it to somebody else, no mate is going to give you peace. They can only enhance it if you already have it, so you know there's a lot of different things that you know we deal with when we start talking about relationships and marriages and those type of things, but so we got to make some sure that the person we're dealing with they're connected to what we're connected they're going on that same path, they say unlike oh, the attracts, why attract to somebody? that's not going on the path and the journey that you're trying to go on or if you're not willing to at least go on that together, you know, so it makes no sense. And you're, not going to, you're not going to change an adult that doesn't want to change. So we should never go in these relationships thinking that we're going to change this person. No, they, they're, they're, they, they're who they are. And if they want to change, then we could do that together. But we can't go thinking I'm gonna change this person. They need to do this, and they need to do that. Why waste your time doing that? You know, we got too much work to do on ourselves. You know. But yeah, you know that.
0: that, Yeah, I want to
4: jump in here because I am at work, and I just
0: want to
4: thank you, Sister, Brother, Deacon, Brother Guru. Uh, for those words, uh, because honestly, I, I almost got a little defensive, but you know, I, I got to learn humility. I got to change my uh, my definition of responsibility, uh, and, and, and this is why shows like this uh, are wonderful, because uh, you know, life is a learning process, and I'm here to learn, and I know these words are spoken to me. Uh, out of
0: concern and,
4: and, and, and the willingness to help, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I've said before, you know, I'm here to learn. I'm here to share as well, and what I can learn, I'm trying to learn. I don't have all the answers. I'm the first one to fit that, and, and when people take this time to try to help me to see things a different way, I appreciate that 100%. And, um, and, and thank you again. And uh, and, and I, I like I particularly like that uh, that the way you said that, brother. Pete, about hey, the time I do have, make the best of that, and and, uh, and, and the door is still open. And uh, I'm gonna put that uh, on the forefront. And um, okay. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm gonna have to sign off right now because um, I gotta do what I gotta do right now. And uh, this is a wonderful show, a wonderful topic, and uh, I can't wait uh, to be all to get in and listen and, and share in and, and, uh, and these, uh, and, you know, the topics. And this is excellent, excellent. Doing a great uh, you know? Thank you, Brother yep. Before break, you go. Thank you, Sister, and thank you, Brother Guru.
3: Uh, you're welcome, and uh, I know you're thanking the uh, the guests also. But before you go, I just want to say this to you. Just like you said, the word "responsible." Break the word down. Sometimes the words we use, just like uh, the emperor said, words are spells. But "responsible" is a good word. Break it down. In respond, able. You are able to respond to an action before or after. You don't react, you respond, okay? Right. Always break the okay. words down. Number two,
0: okay.
3: the people that come your way that in your spirit you want to assist in somewhere, young or old, you're a busy individual mm-hmm. as we all are. We wear many hats. So exchange numbers with that person, and, and you could call that person. They can call you, and you could talk for five or ten minutes. And they could marinate whatever you say, and you could marinate whatever they say. Meanwhile, you're still going on with your life. And yes. so are they. Okay, number three, when you get a chance, get a piece of paper and map out the things that you need to do more than you want to do. You you uh, assess how much money you need to maintain yourself and save money so that you can be more of an assistant. And um, this is most important, I feel. Before you go to bed, you write a question down on a piece of paper. When you wake up or if you wake up in the middle of the night, you will probably have that answer to write that down on that piece of paper. But when you wake up the next day, write down what's most important in your mind since you wake up. Now, it's not exactly easy to do that sometimes. What I mean by that is because we forget. We wake up, we start running and things like that. But if we get up, sit on the side of the bed, we'll see that uh, pad or whatever, or even maybe our mind will prompt us to do it. But these are the things that really inform us of what's most important to our or for our highest good.
4: Okay. Uh, Brother Dubu, I'm sorry. Uh, I kind of broke, broke up on my end, I guess. Uh, what was that question to ask myself to write down before I go to bed? Uh, could you whatever part?
3: Okay, what is most important to me? If you have a particular thing that you're dealing with and you need an answer for it, you can you can write that question on a piece of paper and then go oh, okay. to sleep and that answer will come to you. But overall, okay. just take, take your time as you walk, as you walk through this journey of life, man, and you will see clearer uh, the messages that the ancestors, God, or your higher self is basically prompting you to see, because that's what I'm saying to myself every day now. Slow down, take it easy, and be patient.
4: Okay. And uh, once again, I appreciate those words, and uh, I will certainly do that, and uh, I'm going to have to sign off now, but uh, i got to do what i got to do right now as far as my job is concerned. So, peace, love, and goodies to you all.
2: Okay, brother. Let me talk next
3: all time. Right. All right. peace love and blessings. Yes sir. Brother Guru. Hello. Yes brother. Yes.
2: Um brother, I, I I you know this is the first time by way of this format uh we uh us meeting. But I must say uh your 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 the words and the wisdom that you have it's very impressive because, you know, I, I do, as I'm sure most of us do, have experienced a lot of different things and heard a lot of different things, done a lot of reading, but, uh you know, you you don't, know, maybe have a few words, but the words that you say, man, I just want you to know they're powerful. Man. You're able to concise make it very concise and to the point. I mean, the two things I take away, what you just said, because I wrote that down for myself, because that's real. I remember, uh, actually, Uh, It was uh, Saturday. Uh, I misplaced uh, my credit card, and I said, "Nope." Before I cancel this, I'm going to find this in the morning. I'm going to know. I'm going to. I'm going to find where this thing is. So I began. I, I slept on it, and then I said, "Let me go and get these receipts and think about where I've been over the last couple of days." And lo and behold. You know, the place I call would have to be Trader Joe's, and that's where it was. And that was like maybe Wednesday because I hadn't really used it since then. So that thing of putting down, and that, that's just one part of what you were saying, just putting in your mind. And so let your conscious, your subconscious or unconscious uh, evaluate, and it will, the answers will come. And that's... um. For things like I said With losing something Which is very simple But even in terms of Like you said What's important Because when you ask that question It's going to be an answer there And once that answer's there We have to be prepared And do you know And and work on that answer And do what it says Because that's one of the things That I've learned That a lot of us Have gotten away from Is being able to listen To that voice inside I'm not talking about no voice that you know no magical spooky stuff I'm talking about that inner guidance that we all have We and this is a way what you're talking about the way I get what I get out of it as a way of disciplining ourselves to hear and listen to ourselves because one of the th- a lot of the things we pray for and ask for the answers are there are coming we're just not in tune and listening to them and you know that's what I found to be the case because a lot of the things that I've come up with I say wow I've kind of heard this before 10, 15 years ago and I just didn't really hear it even though the answer came. So that's powerful, brother, you know, because doing this stuff when you go to sleep and, and, you know, resting on it, letting our minds marinate on that type of stuff, that's that's how we begin to really, really make some strong,
3: meaningful progress. Yes, indeed. And uh, you said, Guess what it is? It's a remembrance because we are all connected more so spiritually than physically. So that river that flows in and through all of us has all the answers. This is not our first time playing this game called life. This is not our first time on this playground called life. All we have to do when we see something, some people say deja vu, is to remember because those tools are always there. Yeah, that's deep.
2: That's deep. That's deep. That's powerful. That's powerful. Well, you know, this this is the beauty uh, of this type of program and this type of conversation is that you know, as we share. You know, we're also talking to ourselves so we can grow. Because one thing I tell people all the time never be intimidated by anybody. I don't care who it is, because there's not a person alive that doesn't need improvement in some area in their lives. There's yeah. not a person alive that can't be a better father, a better husband, a better son, a better something. You know, so this type of stuff that we're talking about. It's about, brothers and sisters that are listening, it's about self-development. It's about self-healing. And there's always plenty of room to grow. None of us are finished yet, as long as we're on this planet. We're not finished yet. So this, this is good, man. And one thing, too, that's really good, a lot of times... You know, what I like about listening to the sister, sister Soul and you is that, you know, we all have probably read books on the mind and metaphysic and, you know, de- dealt with a lot of different people who uh, talk about these things. And usually European and nothing's wrong with that. But I get right. always get something more powerful out of it for me when I hear it coming in a certain way from us based on our experience. You know, so it's, it's always good, man, for us to share in the family to listen to each other because that's usually where we're going to find most of the solutions that we'll be looking for because our reality, in many ways, is a lot different than other people, even though there are some maybe universal connections. But we have a very unique experience here in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so when we deal, we're coming from a perspective that was talking about us and where we're coming from, and, and, and in that experience, it is so beautiful, because the world marvels at our experience. The world marvels at our poets, to James Baldwin, the Maya Angelou, our thinkers, our speakers, our musicians. So we have to be grounded in believing our truth, and our truth is a profound truth, and it always has been that way, but a lot of times we are geared not to trust, and not to believe, and not to respect, who we are, you know, and that's why even in terms of business or money, those things you were saying, sister Soul, are powerful. We can't, you, we can't program ourselves away from getting money, and a lot of times we do, and it's passed on a lot of times from one generation to another. We can't allow ourselves to program ourselves to reject wealth or reject anything, for that matter. That's good. That could be used for good. So uh, you know, it's these these things for me are very inspirational and I think the thing is that gratitude piece is, which was the foundation of the program is that you know once we are able to be grateful for who we are, what we have and what we have to give to the world, we will begin mm-hmm. to begin to to be in accord with our mission and that peace and that happiness will come and the things that we're looking for will come but the number one thing is that we have to remember we're here to serve. We're here to help. Not Yes, ourselves, but certainly other people as well. And we get away from that service part of it. We lose a sense of ourselves because, like the brother said, which is real, we're, we're connected spiritually more than we're connected physically. And for every problem that there is in the world, collectively we have an answer, whether it's poverty, whether it's starvation, whether it's droughts, There's enough things and resources in this world to satisfy all those things if we have the will, the heart, and the feeling, as Brother Guru taught, to care about those people. Because when I see these people, I can't feel full. If I know my brother or sister is starving, we all hear these things about the universal laws or the universal principle: love thy neighbors, as they love thyself. Love your brother and sisters, you love yourself. But are we really doing that? Or do unto others if we have them do unto you? Are we really living that? If we'll just live those basic truths, this thing, this life we have will be a lot more enjoyable, a lot more pleasurable and we'll get a lot more fulfillment, and we must always share and serve. And that's how we grow. That's how we, that's, that's how we learn. I mean, and even when we talk, the more you read, the more you study, the more you share with others, the more understanding you get personally. So even yeah. in the act of as much as we could eat and sometimes many of us overeat, but there's a certain joy when we go to the bathroom and let it out. The nation <laughs> of us.
0: <laughs> so well, this, all right this, now. <laughs> I mean, I don't Can think any gross, but
4: No, that's, but that's, you're that's,
1: right. And, you know, Brother Sadiq, of when the thing you... of so powerful. Yeah, it is. Yes, you know, when go. you were talking, I was... Uh, I want to just get this out, and I want to say, you know, this is a perfect example of today's program because, actually... You know, I have some place to be in about, um, another, uh, 45 minutes or so, so we got enough time. But I misread the time. They said they wanted to talk to me on the phone at a certain time, but then they wanted me to be there. They wanted to get some things straight. So I misread the, the email, and I got on the program today and said, I'm only going to be on for an hour, maybe 30 minutes. Okay? But then my phone, my phone line started flooding up, filling up, right? <laughs> and then, Spirit said, "Go back and reread. See, and all, but I said I began by saying I'm grateful to have this venue to be able to share since 2009. You know, I'm grateful for the interview. I'm grateful for, for as I tell people all the time. You know what, y'all, y'all, you and Guru have me topped because y'all read. Y'all are avid readers about things like metaphysics and and the you know I read history and." i read history. I've read, you know, life stories, right? But I never really got a chance to read about a lot of things. So a lot of things that come to me are innately, right? That's that's my gift from God. But I'm grateful for the two of you. I'm grateful for Brother D and all the callers that are on the line, even though they had their finger up but then came back. I don't know if y'all heard all the dinging that was going on in the background. That was people saying, I'm going to reserve my question. It just got answered. I'm not going to make my comment. They just said it, right? So I'm grateful. Yeah. So I'm grateful that all of us were able to come together because I wanted to be able to let this be a venue, to have a conversation, to let us know what things are not our reality. And one of the big things I talk about all the time is fear. Fear is not our reality. Exclusion is not our reality. Discontentment is not our reality, right? Lack is not our reality. Confusion is not our reality. But what is our reality is to be able to flow freely. All right, guru, and no, you're not getting a song, (laughs) right? But it's to flow freely in who we are innately. And people take that in the wrong way. Like you said, we are spiritually connected, interconnected, and we are a divine manifestation of the divine creator of all that ever was, is, and shall be. So I don't have a right, you know, and I'll go into my last bit, which is this story that came to me. I don't have a right to talk about your path, the way you're on your journey, because I have my own journey, and we're all going to the same place. So it goes like this. there There's a mountain. And these two men believe that if they can get to this mountain, that they'll be able to – this just came to me the other day. So they, they have to get to the top of this mountain, and then they'll have everything they desire. They believe that everything they need to be who they're supposed to be and have what they're supposed to have is on top of this mountain. So the two men who live on opposite sides of the mountain begin to climb this mountain. As they're climbing this mountain, they hear the other person on the other side, and they yell out, and they say, Who is that? Where are you going? And the person says, I'm going up the mountain. One man took absolutely nothing. He just started his journey knowing that he needed to get to the top of this mountain. The other man took time to prepare for different weather changes and bring food and water and all that. But when they both got to the top of the mountain, neither one of them cared about that one had never packed anything or that one had packed all these other, made all the preparations. The only thing they they were concerned about was that they both had made it to the top of the mountain. That means we got to worry about what matters. What's the goal? What's the vision that needs to manifest? How are we going to get there? That's all it meant. Start your journey. Quit waiting for someone to affirm that you have a journey. I'm telling you today, it's affirmed. You have a journey. You have an assignment, and what is waiting for you is waiting for you at the top of the mountain. You need to get there. Don't worry about what happened prior to you getting this okay to have your journey. Just get to the top of the mountain. And when you get there, enjoy it, embrace it, and then come back down that mountain, sharing and telling everyone else that what they need is at the top of this mountain as well. And that starts by going within and listening. As guru, I love this. Go inside. Allow your subconscious to give you the answers that get you out of this concept of accepting that you have poverty and lack and this so-called curse. I people say I got a generational curse. No, you don't. Quit saying that craziness. You have life. You have existence. You have power. You. Have you activated today, y'all? Activated. As you've heard, these brothers, I was surrounded by men's today. I know y'all jealous.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had some manses on around me today. But, um, you know, I appreciate it and I honor all of you for being here today. But I encourage all of you to go ahead, start your journey. Don't worry about who prepared, who's telling you. Some people have to prepare because that's that's a part of their of them that they're going to have to eventually have to let go. Some of us are just willing to go in blind faith without any preparation, just knowing just to know that it's there is enough to get there, then do it. And then allow the resources to come to you. But don't be foolish and stay at the bottom of the mountain saying it's too high to climb, it's too steep, it's too far to go. I'm not sure what to do. Just do it. Just do it y'all. Mm-mm-mm. Go ahead, y'all. Guru, Sadiq, y'all take us out. we got about eight minutes left, but I'm honored that you that you all were here.
2: Well, if I may, um, first of all, you know, I'm honored to be on the program, and I'm very grateful to be able to learn and to share. And I just wanted to tell all of us that we have to not look at failure in the same way we've been looking at it. Failure is necessary for us to learn the right way to go. There is no such thing as failure. Inventors, most business people, they say, fail an average of 33 times before they have a successful business. So, We can't look at if we tried something once or twice and it didn't work. You didn't get started yet if you only tried once, twice, five, or Mm ten times. We have to keep going with our journey and our passion, just like an inventor. They don't just try to invent something once. Sometimes they have to, quote, fail a thousand times before they get it right. We have to stay true to our passion and to our vision into that in the voice and we can't allow people to discourage us for what we know we were born to do we can't let people talk us out of our dreams and our passion and our purpose and we must Mm -hmm. begin to write down not just our goals but what our purpose is because when we see the purpose Mm -hmm. the goals will flow and we must not and must surround ourselves with encouraging people, uplifting people, people that Mm -hmm. we would admire and want to have attributes like. We want to take what they have and add it to our repertoire. We must read things and listen to things that are going to support what we're trying to do. Don't wake up in the morning and listen to negative news. Wake up in the morning with positive thoughts, positive ideas, positive music, positive reading. Set the tone for your day with good truths. When you go to bed, as Guru suggested, the same thing. Set the tone for your rest with good, powerful ideas, not negative news, not negative conversation. That's how we begin to heal our minds and set habits of peace and happiness and success, Brother Guru. Brother Guru,
3: that is yours. Oh, okay, I apologize. I was I was muted again. I was muted again. Okay.
1: You in that mute button, I'm gonna take that away from you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't wanna to put too much of the background noise in you know, in, in the way of um the vibration of what's coming through whoever's speaking. Um,
1: you you know you know you know relations? I was like I hear our, I hear our shared person over there. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, right, that's what I'm saying, exactly. That's you right. Heard, you you should have heard,
0: that's you heard him. That's our person. We share him.
1: Aiden, I got you. Go ahead and tell what you want to say, baby. Go ahead and close the show out.
3: it job, Baba. Yeah, um, in the relationship of life, uh, my, my, my little man just took my uh sort thoughts about what I was going to say away from you. But um, I tell you, it's it's so simple and it really is a necessity to give yourself time to realize that the words that we use, we're basically programming ourselves. Even if the negative things we say, we can make them truths to us because of us constantly saying that. So the things that we say to ourselves, once we realize or when we decide that we should say positive things. And when we do say them positive things, we should inhale and hold that breath and program our minds that when we say negative things, we will exhale immediately and and release that and say, I give that to nature. And always be mindful every day to to, um, emanate love into the universe. That way, no matter what comes in the future, love will return. Because um, a lot of people are saying that we're getting ready to embark on some trying times. So if everybody would emanate love into the universe, those trying times will be full of love and not uh, as much tragedy as people are saying.
1: Absolutely. I am so honored again. You all just have poured into me, and I thank you, and you are preparing me. Both of your words are preparing me for what I have to do when I get off this line with us today. But I got three people, gurus, that asked me to sing. I'm not going to sing today, but I'm going to play Higher Heights. Is that okay? I hope everybody's happy. I I was trying to find the one they like, which is a free-flowing, but I can't find it at this moment. For some reason, I thought I posted it up, but. Maybe I played it directly from the sound system last time. So we're going to leave out on higher heights and reminding everyone that when you are overwhelmed and things begin to cloud your way, stop. Take a deep breath. Blow out everything that is in hindering you from understanding and having the vision you need and say, that's not my reality. Seize the opportunities and possibilities that are around you. Know that the answer lies within you to everything you need to know and that it's only a dream. Until you believe. Until next time, continue peace and blessings, and here's your request for higher heights.
0: Today a good day to live your life in the higher heights. In the, yeah. Embracing the divine, encouraging your mind, being all the Because you have the I am inside, you can do all of this.